I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfathers was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. Boom, we're recording all around. Um, so whenever we're right. Okay. I'm going to let you bring it in because I always bring it in because of the music. <laughs> and I know <laughs> you're so fumbling true. around while the music's ending. Like, it's your job to maintain yep. the music. So I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to let Kellen bring this one in because we didn't do no music this time. <laughs> oh, no. no it's hard, nervous. huh? The pressure's on. It is. It is. Oh, my gosh. I act like uh, I say something influential in the beginning. I really don't. I just throw whatever sound like, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> I guess that's all it takes. It just takes like one audio to get something going. Uh, I don't know what that'll be for me. Um, however, uh, Uchi Wally, Uchi Bang Bang. Oh, Jop, oh, Baba, you took it to uh, like, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I actually know what to love say. it. Uh, that, that's what came out. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna have to take that one from you. I like a little Richard in the beginning, you know. You know, right? Mix First, I have to figure out the words. Uchi Wally, Wally, Uchi Bang Bang. Uh, you know. Um, you're taking this a little too seriously because you're putting me you're putting me at shame over here with all these these amazing amazing vocals and and iconic oh um, songs more anyway, yeah how- <laughs> <You know. laughs> just that feel good stuff where you just get to say crazy words uh in my dreams i think that i can be like an amazing or like it'd be amazing to be like one of those like jazz singers who can just like sit there and scat and like you know how they do oh, that yes. or even like People still, I mean, obviously still vocalists will do it now. Um, like Marsha Ambrosius from Flow a Tree or uh, Lettucey. Every time I see a video oh, of Lettucey and her, like, you know, like she'll just bust into a scat and it's just like, oh, just yes. amazing. Um, which, you know, you don't even need the lyrics, obviously, as long as you have like the vocals and the delivery and soul. Seriously. <laughs> That's all put it takes. Little, as long as you can put a little stank on it, you got me so. <laughs> Right. Hands I wish I could sing. I got the confidence to be a singer, but I definitely I sound like I'm choking a cat most of the time. Is that that how you describe it? Choking a cat? Yes. I do not have no vocals. I have no notes. I have no no nothing. Nothing. Um, You hit a good note last week. I remember you gave like tuning fork, like clear. How about we don't? How about we don't do that? Because (laughs) listeners are going to go back and be like, let me hear that note Michaela just dropped. It's going to be terrible. Just so you know out there, Kellen's just boosting my confidence. Do not go back and try to listen to whatever note I attempted during the last show. I do remember too, uh, you you giving a, a nice... Uh, Whitney riff in uh, Step by Step. Uh, okay, let's not because anybody uh, like me, you're putting me and Whitney in the same sentence. That's laughable. Hey, and you, and not towards Whitney. <laughs> what did I say? Did it. You had a cute little, I, I'm not even going to try to mimic what you did because what you did was the one. Uh, and if I were to do it, it, would, it wouldn't even be the two or the three. It would just be the pits. So, okay. uh, I mean, I'm going to take it. Pits jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's how my voice sounds. Like La Pits. Like- 
so good. Uh, yeah, no, because love singing, right? Uh, getting getting to vibrate the the all the like the sound of what not through the body. Getting to perform, especially if like a lyric is hitting. Uh, you know, say you just like went through a recent life experience, and then you're hearing a song again, and you're like, oh wait a second, these lyrics mean something different today than they did, yeah. you know, last year. For sure. Um, you know, yeah, I love getting my my voice out too, and uh, just wish that it it sounded as great as I wanted it to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Whatever comes out, I just let the you know I let the universe decide that, and how you guys respond to it is on you. You know. You know? So <laughs> I'm just like I'm I'm here to enjoy, I'm here to have fun. Uh and I, I'm not here to take responsibility for this being uh <laughs> exactly I have uh, no pleasing, control. I guess. No control. <laughs> uh, anyway, I see I see these curls popping over uh, there. Just uh well, yeah, I'm popping out of control, actually. Uh, they need to be re-moisturized and rearranged, especially as the girl's going to go on camera later today. Uh, yes, have an Instagram yes, live yes. here in a few hours. Uh, you know, watch out. Uh, podcast recording noise. and an Instagram live in a single day. Just boom, out. boom. You book, right? baby. You book. <laughs> That's how you're I, supposed uh, to stay. <laughs> I'm saying if only I had a uh, a keynote or some something to to give earlier today just to round it out give a nice little trifecta of appearances <laughs> uh, jokes um, I mean I can try to make something happen I mean <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you want to record Not tonight at, at 11 p.m <laughs> <laughs> right uh, I get you, you an interview <laughs> <laughs> uh, gonna call your people over in Tokyo since they are the day ahead you know oh, I can schedule for a Friday right here right now let's go no plan. Uh, For those of yeah. you who are lost in the sauce, the <laughs> Kellen Lewis, aka Trinell Original, will be on live. Well, you guys aren't going to be able to. Okay, let me put it this way. Get on. For posterity's sake. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to reword. I'm trying to word it in <laughs> right. the most efficient way because this is the past to them right now. Like they're listening to this. And this is the past. So yeah. what I'm trying to reverbage and I'm trying to market it in a correct way without stumbling over my words. But anyway, this whole last five seconds was very waste of time. Anyway, to, <laughs> yeah, no, not tomorrow. So head over to the Indigenous Creators Instagram page or Native Max Magazine page, which is just handle Native Max Mag. And you will see the interview that we did live your yesterday <laughs> i feel like i'm doing a very bad job right. trying to speak future tense but past tense right anyway, we're exactly my new my business indigenous creators is partnering with native max magazine which is an amazing magazine who features a lot of native talent mine obviously is indigenous creatives and he is just an all-in-one and so i was very honored that we were able to get the Kellen to go live and allow us to feature him and put some more of his work out there and get a little bit more info on the artist behind Trinelle Original. So anyway, we are going live tonight, which you guys can view on the page and should be able to view on the page right now, technically. <sighs> this is uh, screwing up my brain. Yep, yep. You know what I'm trying to do? <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I, yep. This is yesterday to them. They're listening right now. So 
Anyway, just go to the, you know what, Kelly, you might just have to just chop this whole thing out because I'm doing a very bad job at explaining the past future tense. Anyway. At present. I did which, not do, I did not yeah. do your introduction very much justice. As much. It was going good in my head. You know where you start off strong sprinting and then all of a sudden you just fall forward a little bit and you're trying to keep that, keep that run, you know, oh, and trying to pick up that. That's just what happened. Right. So, <laughs> yes. Anyway, I've been witnessing I'm it. Very honored. Uh, watching oh, the thanks. Olympics, uh, people, <laughs> oh, people out here uh, doing exactly what you just described, where, okay. where they're out there and they're they're like they're hitting it, and then it's just that one tiny little thing, and then it's like, Ooh. yeah, I just did that with my words. Anyway, I'm really <laughs> excited that I get to interview Kellen, and um, he's going to be featured on the Indigenous Creators page and Native Max Mag page. So go there for further details, and go there just to learn a little bit more about our host. If you don't know much about him yet or already. I feel like we re- we reveal more than we would like to on this show. So you guys probably know us more than anybody else it. is going to get to know after this, <laughs> this, this live that we're doing, but whatever. Right? When you Just actually throw us a think like. about it. <laughs> That's all we're at. Throw us a like. Throw us a couple compliments because you know you the real us. I mean, don't put all our business on the street in the comments. Like, you don't have to be like, well, you know what I know about Kellen. You don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? You don't You don't have to say, you know what Michaela just said? Two weeks ago, you don't have to do all that. Just say, hey, I know these guys. Great interview. Great job. Hit that like, subscribe, whatever. That's all we're asking of you to yes. do. You know, because you guys know more a bit more about our business than the rest of the world is going to know. And that's okay. You know, so <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm going to stop uh. speaking. <laughs> it's so well yeah literally as i put my hands to my head right now because it's like actually kind of mind-boggling yeah because it for us it's like oh a week uh and we have a, a short little conversation get the stuff out right however mm-hmm. when it all adds up and you listen to all that stuff and you're like oh i know yes. a lot of these stories about these people uh <laughs> it's like oh yeah you do okay that's right uh, yeah hilarious okay. hilarious Yet, uh, you know, even if obviously you're not going to catch the live because, you know, this is future past present tense. All exactly. happening at once. <laughs> uh, the cool thing is that uh, Indigenous creatives and Native Max are still going to be up. So just definitely go through uh, and check out all the content that they have to share. Uh, you uh, can see awesome things posted all the time. I know I saw something today um, that was uh, enveloping both uh, Indigenous creatives and Black History Month. Uh, showing um, another pivotal moment in uh, the grand scheme of American history. Uh, So yeah, just by uh, going and liking, following, and uh, checking out the content that comes out of these pages, you uh, have the opportunity to uh, learn more in your days as well. So check them out. Yeah, see what I just (laughs) tried to do in the last 20 minutes, he did in like the last 30 seconds. So, (laughs) you know... That's why we're the yin and yang. I mean, you guys don't want to be by myself all day because I would just be scrambling just like I was. But yes, please do. I second that emotion. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Yes. Uh, and also, uh, hello to our, our third co-host of the day. Oh, Who you do we have, have the, actually? We have Kobe. This is my Kobe. best friend's dog. Okay. She's the most, the sweetest pitbull you're, pitbull, <laughs> pitbull you're ever going <laughs> to meet in your life. She makes me, I'm not like a dog person. I'm one of those people to where it's like, it's like kids, right? Like okay, okay. I love to play with you, cuddle you, spoil you as long as I can give you back. So like, I'm not like a dog person <laughs> like that. I'm a, I'm a dog person to where, you know, 
I will, I will give you all the love, but, um, she's an amazing dog and she makes me want to get a dog, but oh, I'm not okay. a dog person. <laughs> like I okay, said, okay. I, I would try, I would abandon it and come back in the morning. Like, Oh, I'm sorry. And come like, I'm not like, <laughs> yeah. That was oh, a yeah. really strong statement, but I'm just not like, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I wouldn't be able to cater to the dogs that it deserves, you know, the, the catering yes. that it deserves, I wouldn't be able to fulfill. It's <laughs> a whole other put, put it that way. It is. I yeah. mean, it's a child, you know, you know, so, but this dog, Kobe is absolutely amazing. I could stay with her 24 seven. She makes it very, very easy. So I'm here in Vegas and I'm watching the besties baby. Yes, love it. Well, welcome, Kobe, to the show. Uh, yeah, you might hear her again because she likes to to bark at. You know, she's my rough rider. She's my rider die. She's got me. So when somebody walks by the door, it's on and popping. Yeah, you know? the original so. home security. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but she's full of love. So you will probably hear her again. Hopefully. Nothing too crazy, but yeah. Have you always like been a not full dog person or is this like something you're discovering in adulthood? How is that um, journey for you? It's literally just Kobe. Like, <laughs> I only really love Kobe. Like everybody else, I don't got the patience for it. I mean, you could tell through dogs, some dogs, it's like, okay, you have no home training. Like who are your parents? <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, she's the only one that like, I really just cherish and adore because she's so easy. She's so loving. You know, she doesn't require much. She's not shitting all over the place. Like she knows when to tell. She's like, come on, let's go. I gotta poop. Like Ooh, okay. So she's very simple. Um, but otherwise, I mean, dogs are cool. Like I'll pet them and everything like that. But I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not like a. I don't know. If yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I don't. I don't. Eventually, I will probably get an animal. You know, when I get a whole fam bam and stuff like that. But gotcha. when I'm like traveling, I'm like, I don't want my dog just cooped up in the house, and I just gotta watch it through a camera, and then pay people so much money to come walk them. Like, so I'm not in the state to have a dog. My life's a little too you on the go but dogs are cool like <laughs> I, had a, I had a cat growing up and oh, the only okay. thing I hated about the cat was like I hated the hairballs because you would think he would oh. be his name was Patches I, I love Patches I called him like my little brother growing up like oh. that was my little my little weirdo and so like when he would get hairballs, you would think he was going through like the exorcist because his back would arch up and then he would be coughing. And I'm like, what's going on? I would run in like the opposite direction. And I hated cleaning it up. Like my dad would be like, well, clean it up. Like, and I'm just like, but it's disgusting. I don't know what it is. What is it? And so then I would like put like paper towels over the hairball. And then I would go get gloves and then I would go get like some, a pair of tongs, like from the kitchen, which hopefully my dad's not listening to this. (laughs) I would like squeeze the hairball up with the tongs, like with the paper towel over it. So like technically the tongs weren't hitting it, but like, I did not want to have no parts of it. Like I did not want to touch it. I didn't want to actually, it was just, it grossed me out so bad. So I probably won't have another cat from there. I mean, they're cool, but hairballs really just do freak me out the whole process of the hairballs is gross. Um, we did have a dog once. So we had a dog, he was a little Labrador. Um, and he was like, he's a puppy. 
but he like got into everything and he was a rough dog. Like I ran away from him because he was just so <laughs> playful and, you know, they want to bite you like, but like yeah. in a fun way. And like, yeah. it was just too much. <laughs> so, yeah. But my little sister, <laughs> my little sister was probably two years old, two, three years old. And that dog would run from her. Like she oh. would chase that thing and she would like choke him and like squeeze his face. And I'm like, bro, I don't know how you're doing this. Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't. So like, Got she's it. always been a dog person. Um, but I, I don't know. I want a pet, but like, I just know I won't be able to like actually take the time to have the time to sit there and love it and cherish it and all that other stuff. So until then I'm the auntie to all, to all pups that I, you know, encounter within my friends or family circle. And I'm cool (laughs) with that. Like (laughs) the ones that need the approval process for sure. Yes, exactly. But that was, that was my pet journey. Yeah. As a kid. Have you had any pets? Uh ish. Yes. And then ish. Um, I'm also not really a big pet person. Uh mostly like I have a hard time taking care of myself. So it's like literally taking on another <laughs> life. I'm like Same. girl. <laughs> Don't make me responsible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like sometimes I forget to feed myself in a day. Exactly. I can't imagine like you know, the feeding schedule and the bathroom schedule and just the attention schedule of another life. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I just never really, um, however, yeah, I did grow up with pets. I, um, like grew up with dogs, uh, <laughs> grew up with the res dogs, <laughs> you know, got chased down by plenty of them. Um, that was the community's, you know, pets. uh, and my, my family has a, a dog actually now. So, um, like it's, it's my, it's my brother's dog. Uh, he doesn't live at the house anymore. The dog's still here. He's like this really docile, gentle thing. It's actually kind of, it's like, it's really endearing because he's like, he is a little res pup uh, that they got down from down in Lapway. Um, mm-hmm. And he was like super sick. He had like all of the things when they got him and just like, I mean, like uh, he's like a, not, um, what do you call it? Like traumatized uh, from like having oh. like fireworks like shot at him and stuff. Yeah, you know, just like that's rugged so sad. stuff. I know. So to this day, this dog, um, he's like very timid uh, and like he wants love, yet he doesn't like trust people. So he's like, he yeah. wants you to like pet him. Yet, like when you reach out to pet him, he's like, whoa, what are you reaching for? You know? Mm-hmm. And then like when you do like finally pet him, he's like, okay, I guess I can trust you. You know? Like yeah. he's like very avoided and he's just like so sweet. Um, and now he's getting old. So like now his vision's going out and, Aww. you know, yeah, he still has like this little tiny face. So it's like even not being a pet person and all the things, you know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you're just so sweet. You know, cause you want <laughs> to love him. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that's my story. That makes sense. <laughs> like there's this show, I forget what it's called. It's on Netflix. I don't know if it's called Cali Canine or I don't know. It's like this black guy who trains dogs in California. Oh, okay. And okay. he knows like the insides and outsides of like why dogs react the way they do, why they're so hyper or why, you know, they flinch here or why they hesitate here or whatever. It's so cute. It's actually a really, really good show. And like I said, I'm not like a, that's not a typical show I would watch. But like, it was really cute. So like, I go through these waves of like, oh, I really want an animal. And it's Michaela, just chill out. You don't need a dog. But, oh, excuse me. But I did, um, I did have a dog. I forgot about this dog. This was so messed up. 
So <laughs> okay. I had Maybe. a puppy. My dad got me and my sister a dog. He came out to the res, visited. He's like, all right, let's get a dog. So we went to the shelter, got a dog. Cutest thing ever. You know, and like I'm probably like 12 years old. I don't know. His name was Biggie. He was a really cute dog. Like he had this really cute like coat, like his um fur. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Not like he had a really cute jacket. (laughs) (laughs) No, like his fur coat was really cute. Little Fendi number. (laughs) 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 But um, but yeah, he was a cute dog, but he was so and like my dad, of course, like went back home, and it was me, my sister, and my mom, like, and he the dog was there, but he was so crazy. Like, we had to keep him in the laundry room and he would just tear up everything. So we're like all right, like now we, we're just gonna have to put him in the backyard. Like he's gonna have to become an outdoor dog now. And so he was just like rough and like would try to go through the fence and started bite, biting these different like wires. So, and you know, and I tried walking him and I'm like, you know, you don't really see many people walking their dogs on the res, <laughs> but yet this dog was walking me. Like he was so Dragging. strong okay and yes. like he knocked over a couple mailboxes and i'm just like sorry like i don't know i don't know what to tell you so then <laughs> finally we're like okay this dog just needs to be you know a res dog unfortunately like one day either me and my mom oh, just take him open. off the leash and take so the collar off <laughs> he became a res dog right and so yeah. but it was the dog you know he would come back and then whatever yeah, yeah and then yeah. so one day my mom went to go drop my little sister off at head start and and she literally sees the tribal police pack this dog up like catch him and everything put him in the back of their truck and she just looked at him and kept driving and i was like what you let their dog get taken away (laughs) and my little sister knows the story a lot more and i was like bro how are you just gonna act like you didn't just you know abandon your dog like you literally blinders on just going straight exactly (laughs) (laughs) we tried the best for this dog and like one day i just came home and my dog was Uh, haven't seen him for a few days uh, and my mom just like what but i don't know i don't know what happened (laughs) she's like should we go look for him together like (laughs) she didn't say that but still uh, it was just one day he was there one day uh, he wasn't and you know, that just is what it is. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He was just oh, a really it. strong dog that like, he didn't have any training. And so, you know, he would still, he would be a res, he's only a res dog for so long, but it didn't take long till he just disappeared. So, yeah. and then I found out why later, cause it's like my mom did not stop it, stop them from taking him, but it is what it is. That was uh. my, other, I forgot about that dog experience. Had a it couple goldfish. I, oh, I don't know how fish? it shapes me, but like, <laughs> yeah, I had some fish. My dad got me some fish one year too. I think I was around the same age. Age, and I got like I think it was three fish. Now they all had names. Like one was name was like Fat Joe because he was a little thick. You know, he's a little big boned fish. And yeah. then I had a couple other ones. I forgot I, what I named them. And so here comes my little sister. You know, I'm at school or basketball practice, and she goes. Michaela, I feel like I've fed your fish. And I was like, oh, thanks. Go in everything. Go in my room. Look at the fish tank. And that thing is packed full of fish food. She dumped like half yeah. fish food in there. And my, 
fish were floating. I already knew. Upside down. The chief had the fish. Like, I was like, I already knew. You killed my fish. I was so sad. I was so sad. Aww. I was like, my, my poor fish. And she, you know, she didn't know what she did. She was helping me. And I was like, it's cool. It's cool. But that was like my only time I think I actually tried to take care of a pet. But I mean, they were going to die anyway. So it is what it is. But, um, you know, I probably had a whole funeral service and everything for the fish. I just had to, had to toss them. There, there awesome the down. Yeah. Did you, you ever see that episode of the Cosby show when Rudy's fish dies and they have a whole funeral in a bathroom? Like they're all suited and booted. That's probably what I did. I really like those fish, but I say that, but I don't even remember half their names. But yeah. So that I think those have been all the pets I had. I tried getting a dog a few years ago and my landlord was like, we don't, he, he was racist towards pit bulls because he was half pit. And this guy had like 10 dogs in his backyard. I'm like, you scared of my dog? He literally is like a newborn puppy. And he was like, nope, no pits, no pits. And I'm like, try to get rid of that dog. Oh, so you had him for around, like around for a while. For like a week. Oh my gosh. And so, cause like we were waiting. I know it was sad. I was waiting for the dog because you can't give him away immediately, obviously. So by the time we got the dog, we're like, all right, like got everything set up and my landlord was just like, nope, you can't have no pit bulls. And I'm like, this is literally the sweetest dog ever. Like it's not doing anything. And he was like, nope. Well, then he like went as far as like the law or legalities. I'm like, whatever. It's a lot of to get rid of my, get rid of my, my dog. But yeah. So me and pets just haven't had the best experiences. <laughs> Maybe I'm traumatized. Maybe I got some type of. Well, that's what I'm saying. Know. Experience they shape us, you know. Exactly. <laughs> There's, you know, because people they have their like super tied uh, pets from life and their childhood, and it shapes them and this and that. And Loki, I can actually. I was being super PC earlier. Um, I know, like my pet story because I remember being in Lapway because I used to spend my summers in Lapway rather than Seattle and finding out that my parents got a new puppy and they're like, oh, we got you a puppy. Um, And so then like I came back from the end of summer and I'm starting my school year and then it's like, oh, this whole new thing that I have in my life. Like now I have to go feed this puppy. Now I have to go uh, like, you know, walk the dog, the responsibility, and, you know, uh, clean up all the poop and, you know, all these things where I was like, wait a second, like nobody told me about all this responsibility. Um, and I don't believe that I asked for this, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, parents do do that surprise. No, like, wait, wait. Know. And then, you know, when it comes down to hey, you know, the, the dog peed in the corner, go, that's your dog. It's yeah, your dog. It up, right? I'm like, I don't remember <sighs> putting down any money and bringing this thing home and name it. No, no, that's not how this works. My dad brought my cat patches. I never forget. And it's crazy because the day before he brought him home, I had this really scary dream of like a hey. white cat and like the eyes were red. So, you know, I wasn't feeling cats that day clearly because I had like a nightmare <laughs> about a cat the night before. So my dad comes home <sighs> and he has this like, it's like, what is it called? Like the, you know what fishnets look like? You know how fish they're like guts, you said fish nets, you know, like the leggings. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. And so yes. we had like a purple laundry bag that was like that. It kind of looks okay, like a fish yes, net, yes, yes. It's not. And so, yeah, 
he comes home and he has this animal in this this laundry bag. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, we got a cat. List the thing up. And I'm like, freaked out. And I'm like, I'm not, you know, no, this ain't the business. I'm out. I'm going to head out. Because <laughs> yeah. I just had that nightmare. And so it took me a while to get adjusted to my cat. Eventually, like, I loved him. Like, Patches was my dog. He was so late. Well, he wasn't literally my dog. He was my yeah, cat. Yeah. But, like, he was so laid back. Yeah. And, but it took me a minute because I'm like, I just had this nightmare about, like, this deathly scary cat. Also, you know, that, that presentation, like, running up with a gunny sack, <laughs> know, you know? Like, yeah, I'm like, where'd you find this? Where'd you find him? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, oh, not even, man. like, the cute box with the holes in it and a big bow on top or exactly. anything. Exactly. You know? Like, the build a <laughs> looking box, you know? His collar <laughs> coming kennel. through the thing. Like, you couldn't take the cat out out of the bag first and then present the cat. Oh, I see, I see. just lift it up like he was some dead fish in the bag. Like, <laughs> Like whatever, uh, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. hilarious! Love me some patches, but he died. Mm. He died. Of, I don't even know. I should know, but it was years ago, five to okay. ten years ago. No, oh. yeah, maybe so five. He years. lived like a long, ten long time. Dead. He lived like. a long time, and like my, so he's buried in the backyard. And so my dad <laughs> has this story about patches, and he like, he was like, yeah, patches was getting sick because he stayed with my dad on the east coast and then like me and my sister started growing up on the on the west coast and so but we would still go back and forth obviously and so he was like yeah you know i had to take patches to the vet because he wasn't feeling good and i'll never forget this he lifted his paw up and reached out for my hand and then he just passed away i was like man okay And like he swears that's what happened, and I wouldn't be surprised. But I was just like, it's the saddest story. And I'm like, when, when, what script are you reading from? Did this really happen, Dad? Like, but he says he did, and so he's like, so I scooped him up, you know. He's like, and I had, I had a little tear or whatever. I've never seen my dad cry in his lifetime. But I'm like, okay, this is a soap opera. Like, I know you weren't sitting there crying, but he like anyway, he like packed up the cat, and he's buried in our backyard. And so he is like, to this day, you know, he walks around the house. I see him. Oh, Sometimes okay. I see him at the corner. I'm like, all right, you got spirits in your house. You <laughs> <just see him." laughs> your dad's connected. But, he he's is, channeling. He's connected to patches. But, but yeah, so I had a cute cat. But that was probably my first and last cat. He was, he was, he's too, too, too good to talk. <laughs> Plus all the hair sheds. All I mean, I guess That's with right. almost any pet that has hair, there's some shedding but right cat and to get a, a cat without level. hair is also just it's another thing. No, you know, that's a- those cats are so ugly i'm sorry no offense it's just i those cats are <sighs> i try to relax sick. and it's i just i can't i i personally cannot no, relax around them or just the, the sight and or thought of them <laughs> Uh, I try to relax <laughs> and I feel bad because they, they require special things like they, they can't stay warm. So they have to be like covered and, you know, all the things, it's you know, it's just gross. It's just like it's, skin uh, on skin, like, <sighs> and then their wrinkles on their face. It's just, it's a scary sight. I don't even want to continue talking about it. Cause then I'll just keep trying to think and describe what they look like. And I, I just don't want to think about it, but um, yeah, if I could have an animal, you know what? I don't okay. know. I, I do want a dog. Okay. Within okay. the next few years, like once I'm actually able to be and love my dog, I'm always stuck between like a small dog that I can pick up and just uh-huh. cuddle with, or like I don't want like a big dog, but like a medium dog is nice too. Cause then it's like you feel some sort of protection. 
action. You could run and play. I won't step on it, you know. So got it. I kind of want a medium dog. But we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. Nobody I mean, out there don't send each, to all of our know? fans, don't send me no dogs. Oh my God. <laughs> Just a like we got a fan base. door. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Watch out though. It's going to be that one time there's going to be like a pure breeder in the DC area who catches the episode. It's going to be like, you know what? I got no something for breeders. you. No breeders. I do not want to breed a dog. I want. I would. I would want to adopt a dog for sure. Oh, okay. Oh. Cute. No breeding. Okay. Go off. Look at you. I mean, I know a little something. So you know, I'm not completely yeah. clueless. <laughs> you know more than me. You're, you're putting me up on game. I appreciate it. The only pet that I ever really consider is a horse. And I don't really My know if that's a pet. A you know? It would be a pet. Like My it, sister it, wants it, it, one. Yeah. But I would say it's a pet. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So a very beyond expensive that, just like, pet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like one of the most expensive pets you can buy, but Without it's still a, a pet. It's an uh, animal. Yeah. Uh, so beyond that, uh, I'm not really too too big on again it's just another life to take care of uh whereas like i feel like if i'm gonna take care of another life then like let me at least let it be a human life because then it can like hopefully learn and develop uh and engage with me um at some point potentially Um, yeah yeah i like the the, i like pit bulls i don't like the real ugly pit bulls like the ones that like have like a huge head like real stocky little body i like the like i don't want to say the cute ones i don't know but you know like the real hard up pit bulls with like the cut ears like i don't want one of those i I don't need no like vato looking dogs chulo yeah looking dog i I want like a nice cute okay yeah rough rider you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> that's what I was I, yeah, that's what I was getting. <laughs> that's the image that I was getting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The real rough looking ones. Yeah. But um they were like if you go back and like look at like the history of pit bulls, they were like meant to protect kids. So you'll see a lot of like old school photos with them with oh, like yeah. babies and with toddlers, because that was what they were meant to do. And then all of a sudden society, once the whole you know fighting thing had started, then everybody's just like discriminatory discriminatory towards pit bulls, but they're like the sweetest sweetest little dogs my sister wanted a turtle and i'm like think about that <laughs> like, what are you gonna do <laughs> what is the reason <laughs> i think to this day she wants one so shout out to chloe i love you but i never understood why she wanted it <laughs> oh my gosh so good yeah. Uh, yeah my friend actually asked me to like babysit his tortoise um and this was recently and i was just like i love you so much but no <laughs> <laughs> that was the end like, <laughs> and then you just, just hung out the dial tone you. I, you know i love you he was talking Click. about it only needs to be it only needs to be fed this um whatever amount of days and uh in the amount of time it only need to be bathed once and i was like you expect me to bathe a tortoise and I, it was just like i appreciate you and our friendship thank you <laughs> like 
Oh, it sounds oh, so man. heartless. However, it's just I like, mean, I don't blame you. I would forget. I mean, like, I would forget that it's even there. Like, what are you? There's. What are you gonna do? You gonna? Oh. You gonna? You gonna call out if you're hungry? You know what? What's going on? Like, it's like feeding. Like it's like having a brick in a in a in a fishbowl. Like, what are you? No. <laughs> you don't know that you're and gonna. Now my room smells. And, yeah. Uh, just although turtles, <laughs> turtles are loud. I and I hate watching. Like, so you know how they? I don't know why the Discovery Channel likes to do this, but like they like to run specials of animals having sex. Like, yeah. anyway, I like <laughs> for whatever reason, I popped up on some turtles. And turtles, if you want to hear them <laughs> say something, w- watch two turtles having sex. They are screaming their lungs out. <laughs> <sighs> oh, it's a mess. It's so good. Yeah, uh, it's not. But uh, <laughs> it did, uh, did you ever the 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 Cardi B episodes that she did on Facebook, like Cardi B tries or whatever? One of them was like an animal thing, and I think it was an episode that she had with Chloe Bailey. I could be making that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, they did a bunch of animals, and yeah, then they got around to that part of yeah. turtle life. Uh, it was actually That's pretty so hilarious. Gross. I don't like animal sex. It's so disgusting. <laughs> it's so disgusting. <laughs> I think I was traumatized by res dog sex because I literally would show, we show up to school at elementary and there was like, there was, I don't know how this happened, but well, I do know, but I don't want to think about it. There was three dogs stuck together. No child to see that going to, to, to elementary school. Exactly. Is that even possible? Like, no, traumatized. Oh my gosh. Um, I want to ask about the connection points with this three. Yeah, I'm gonna let it go because that's a lot. I, I didn't expect yeah. you to say three. Um, wow. I mean, it was a very normal thing to see dogs stuck together when I came to class. But like, one it's it's just gross, and because we had the same dogs that would wander around during breakfast yeah. time, yeah. and so every time we got to school, it was the same dogs, and then all of a sudden there was this mass amount of dogs, <laughs> you know, at the schoolhouse, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I learned something today. I guess I didn't necessarily want to. Oh my gosh, that's too much. Yeah, I just remember. blinking out when you said three because i imagined you talking about dogs being connected so i was ready to laugh at that yet the third <laughs> i was like wait now i'm wait the story a took a, pot, a little plot twist right <laughs> uh, uh too good uh, our third our third co-host i know, I know. I he's, like trying to, he's trying to trying put to the paws on him <laughs> <laughs> now you get it it's finally landed kobe come here Oh, so good. He's got my back. So he's barking at everybody that comes near the door. She, sorry, I don't know why I said he. Um, but yeah, so now that we had our animal segment, how was your week? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's too good. Uh my week was yeah. My week wasn't. Uh however, uh I've made it through and I'm here and uh enjoying my conversation with you and um <laughs> yeah like that's the cool thing um yeah <laughs> gosh this conversation at least someone's enjoying it because i'm a little disgusted at where we ended but it's cool 
<laughs> well, I guess just like having, being able to get out of my head for a moment. Oh, no, you no, know? no. Of I course. Just, like, I know I've the, been in my head aspect, for like yeah. <laughs> however many days. I've been like unnecessarily sad or I guess inexplicably sad for however many days. Um, I also uh, went in um, to continue seeing this uh, behavioral health person and okay. um, had another plot twist in my life where it's just like, all right, we're done here. Uh, however, mm-hmm. I did finally take the time to try out Talkspace. Um, and so I signed up just last night. I'm in the process right now of getting matched with my first uh, person. Uh, bow, 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 bow. Right. So I'm uh, at least continuing on in the journey to try to find some peace uh, and uh, beyond all of the fog and chaos that I have been experiencing just factually. Uh, yeah, it's great to be here. So like I, as you have mentioned before, I uh, was like excited to hop on the call uh, and excited to to chat and just to see what would come out today. Uh, well, there been, you have it. <laughs> it's been a great little journey so far. So uh, yeah, that's that's been my week. Uh, and I started a weaving project. So uh, it's keeping I my saw hands, that. Uh, my hands going. So yeah, yeah. I love it. Week. I love what I've seen so far. Um, thank you. Thank you. All it's right, cool. hold on. It's, uh, you're good. <clears throat> I'm going to pause for a second. I'm going to close okay. the blinds because she hasn't been barking all day. And then all of a sudden now she wants to bark. So I'm going to close the window so she doesn't see anybody. Okay, cool. <laughs> Kobe. This reminds yeah. me of that scene for anyone who's seen Wayne's World where like Wayne leaves the set and then Garth is left there. And he's like, this is fun, isn't it? Party on. Yeah. And he sits there awkwardly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of how I feel in the moment. Uh, like, ooh, Kelly, how do you? I don't need the commentary. <laughs> I'm trying to be a good dog mom. <laughs> You're being a, a great dog, dog auntie. Mom. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh that was so good oh now oh. she won't bark because she doesn't because the windows are open so obviously she's seeing yeah. all the people they they're all Give trying me to attack me right so. you know <laughs> yeah she's like hey what's up what, what's going on <laughs> it makes sense <laughs> uh. anyway i'm back <laughs> so yeah that's that's been my week how about yours uh you obviously good. traveled uh you're over here uh west coast time zone in vegas um, yeah, so that, that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been up to? Yeah. So it has been a busy week. I went out to go see the grandparents um, last week. So I spent a little time in Stanford, Connecticut, that's running cool. errands with grandma and doing all eating good. So uh, that's where I like, she's like, the only thing I don't like are beets. So like other, like that she makes, she like, and she okay. like pickles her own beets and all that stuff. But growing up, okay. I never liked beets, but like everything else she could make like at literally anything. And it tastes like 
God is like, like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, it's heaven it's in your mouth. Yes. <laughs> yes. So like, it's all good, no matter what she makes. And so I always eat really, really good when I'm at her house and she knows I like to eat whatever she cooks. So she always does. Like I literally brought something. So like, it was a quick little, you know what I've been craving and she made it like she's grandma's the best. So anyway, I stayed, I stayed with Grams for a week and then, or a few days. And then I spent a couple days in New York with my dad and we went to go see the Michael Jackson play on Broadway. So oh. I'm becoming a little bit of a theater buff. Thanks you to him. But, um, that was really, really good. And it was crazy because like my dad's it's crazy. My dad's like a hundred, a thousand percent Michael Jackson. And then my mom is Prince. So But yeah, two iconic, obviously legends in the yes. game, but my dad knows everything about, you know, Mike. And so that's what he calls him. Like he's his, you know, like his friend down the street. Well, I mean, <laughs> growing up, right? Like he saw yeah. the evolution from like yeah, yeah. younger, like younger days. You know, yeah. exactly. So, he, so he's we been to go there see, through it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he's he knows everything about Michael. And so like we went to go see that play and he really, really liked it. It was cool just to be there because I know he was enjoying it. And then the crowd, it was crazy. You would have thought you were at a concert, not at like a, you know, a, a theater. Uh-huh. And so as they were and this guy really does sound like Michael Jackson. Wow. And so the whole theater was like clapping and dancing. And there was people like, I love you, Michael. And I'm like, chill out like <laughs> it's not that's not my but it was like a, it's obviously a compliment to the actor yes. you know he's yes. doing a great job but um it was amazing like everybody was a standing ovation at the end like it was a really good play so did that and then um now that i made my way over here to be dog auntie for a week while my friend is away at work and then I'm making my way home for another, the last week of the month. So on the go all month. Yep. Yes. (sighs) So after this, I'll be home. I haven't been home since like, I think October. So um, I was like, I need to go see the family. So I'm very excited just to go home, chill out. And I'm such like an introvert most of the time when I get there, like for the first few days, like nobody knows I'm there. Cause I'm like, I just love being at home, um, being in my own, being in, yeah, I guess my own bed, technically being in my bed and just, you know, my mom, my mom coming home from work. Like I enjoy all of those little things and like all the little, little cousins, little sisters, little brothers coming home, you know, coming into the house. Like I just complete family. Like I just love being in the house. Then eventually I kind of tiptoe my way out and I'll go see my friends. I met, I didn't do that last time. And I felt bad because everybody's like, are you in town? And like, I had already left. And I was like, no, I was literally in my mom's house, like all week and didn't want to go anywhere. Like I just wanted to be with my mom. So this time I, I have to make a few trips to go see some people, but, <laughs> but it'll be very nice because it's been a few months and then I head on back to the East coast. So it's a busy month, but it's a good, it's all full of love, all full of love. Heck yeah. Fly by February. Sounds like mm-hmm. uh, all over the place. Also, yes. Congratulations on your growing playbill collection. I got two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you see some dope shows. Lion King. Yeah. And that. What, what's, what is the name of the Michael show? Like officially? I think it's just MJ, the Michael Jackson experience, but okay. it's, it's primarily just MJ. I don't, 
I think it's, I think the Michael Jackson experience is like a subtitle, but got it. Um, it's really good. It just, it, they just started playing it. I believe like this, this month, I want to say, I just seen oh. it on the news, like literally last week of them finally opening the play up to like the public and stuff. So Wow. Very, very, very good. And then also, I haven't gotten to finish it. The Janet Jackson doc oh, that like broke the started. internet. I started watching it and I was helping my family with something and like I could not focus. So I'm like, I'm going to have to watch it later. <laughs> but it you is really focus. good. Yeah, it's really good. Like I only watched like a few minutes of the first episode. And so it's like it's four parts, but it's really two parts. Like, I don't know how that works, but. It's like two movies, basically, from what I've been told. But um, supposedly very, very good. And what I've seen was very, very good. So I still need to watch that. So, yeah. Jackson's just out here. Everywhere. Continuing to to make history. And, uh, yeah, and Janet yeah. just had a baby at, like, I think she was 50 when she had the baby. I'm like, well, I got Recently. time. <laughs> 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 Janet, you're my hope. <laughs> Come on, I got time. My parents probably hate that I'm even saying that. But <laughs> 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 Give me another 22 years. You know? Oh, my gosh. I got time. Follow-up question. Do I have the money? Lots <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, of that. Uh, also, yeah, shout out to the Jacksons. The uh, Olympics have been going on. And one cool thing uh, here in this uh, Black Ass History Month that we've been celebrating uh, mm-hmm. in the past 10 days um, is the amount of uh, of uh, Black musicianship that is taking part in the Olympics. Like as I've been sitting and watching, there's... Uh, just all the the musical references, uh, even in competition, especially the figure skating, they have like full uh, Michael Jackson team. They did like a full program that was fully inspired by Michael. Um, oh, the wow. U.S. team they had a, their full program was uh, or within the team competition, um, the one of the team's programs was fully Janet themed. Uh, so Jackson's mm-hmm. everywhere, and then just beyond that. It's like a large part of the people are using um, either American music. Uh, and if it's American music, then it's oftentimes a black artist. Yeah. So it's kind of dope. Uh, just being like everywhere. <laughs> yes. uh, and even, even, even the dude last night who was rocking the Frank Sinatra uh, whole compilation. I'm like, if you really get into it, that was Quincy Jones behind the boards, behind the music. Um, Quincy so, Jones is iconic too. You know, so it's his daughter like, Rashida did a really good doc on Netflix called so Quincy. good. I've seen it like three times, three or four really? times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, just him talking about like when he's creating and allowing 10% for God or like 10% for like divine intervention in his creation. Like, it's like, you can, you can prepare and you can structure and you can have the know-how and a plan of attack. You can do all of those things yet, you know, also leave open some of this, like, aha, like divine intervention to help you in your creation process. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know something about when he said that, I was like, that is so true. Um, Just yeah, coming down to any of my creations where it's like, I think I always have what I want. And then there comes that moment, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> where it's just like, oh, next level. I didn't even think of this thing. And now this thing is transformed into something even greater. How amazing. Um, yeah. 
For those of you who don't know Quincy Jones, he's a um, a record producer. So he's been in the game for a long time. And he's one of the first um, African-Americans to hold a top executive position at a major record label. Um, And obviously he's known for his association with Michael Jackson primarily as well. So very, very iconic man, influential, who really paved a lot of ways for a lot of artists. And I feel like all of that's an understatement, but right. he's really he's a really good guy. And like besties guy. with Ray Charles, I'm pretty sure like they met uh, like super young in the Seattle area, like as teenagers, like unknown wow. people basically, you know? And then like them both grew up to be these like amazing people. Yeah. Um, we're just like, wow. Uh, these are these are some of the figures that have helped shape so much of our of our landscape and our culture. Um, mm-hmm. Like with Ray Charles alone, I automatically think of the Sandlot because I had to watch the Sandlot all the time at school. Granted, I love the movie and um, Benny. Is that his name? Benny Rodriguez mm-hmm. or Benny the Jet? He was so cute. So yeah, cute. I loved right? watching him. Exactly. <laughs> so growing up, it was like, oh, worth it. You know? Um, yeah. It, all of that, right? And all the laughs. Uh, and I, I, th- I think about the 4th of July scene and uh, the fireworks and they're running through like the home picnic or like the 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 streets where like the neighborhood, they all made like a picnic in the middle of the streets and there's fireworks. And it's like this all-American, you know, white suburban dream. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's Ray Charles singing America the Beautiful. And just like how much that one song and that one version is used for all of these like American, mm-hmm. you, you you know what I'm trying to say, yeah. uh, uh, portraits and whatnot. And it's just like, uh, are we going, are we going down this route? Kelly? No, no, exactly. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm just like, I'm session? trying not to. You're trying, you don't pull the trigger. You want to pull the trigger, Kelly? I, know. <laughs> and so I was like, I was like how do I, without not, with like, without, yet also, it's so because. It's hard. It's hard not to, because I'm literally, and I was just saying this to my dad. I'm like, everything like really just aggravates me now. Like everything I watch, everything I read is associated with some sort of racism or colorism. Um, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's so yes. easy to take it there. So yes. easy to take it there. And so I don't blame you. Well, the bigger thing too, <laughs> and we did kind of talk about this a little bit is like emotional capital that's happening too right now with like advertisements um, and a callback to earlier in our episode, there's a, a ad, an ad. I'm not going to say the company because we're not getting paid by them. Um, yeah, I did see their promo and I'll, I'll even send the commercial to you. It's a whole 60 second spot. Um, yeah, it has like a horse um, getting injured and like a dog, like rescuing the horse and the horse and the dog becoming best friends. And then this rejuvenation story. Um, and then, you know, then it's like America, like we may be knocked down yet. We're never out, mm-hmm. have our brand. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how can anybody like watch uh, a majestic horse like get injured and then then like a dog is like heartbroken and then the dog and the horse become best friends like they're pulling on heartstrings you know it's like this corporation Mm -hmm. is putting together this narrative they're 
showing it visually to you in a very pleasing way with a great soundtrack that is like cultivating whatever your emotions are supposed to feel, right? So it's like all of this like swelling of feeling uh, in the storyline. And then it's like, tag, this is our brand right at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just been like, so like that was, that was kind of the cherry on the top. Cause like, it's been great seeing a lot of brown skin and a lot of these commercials. Yet yeah, It's also just like, girl, you're throwing all of these like brown stories and brown people in your ads and then being like, buy a car or yeah. buy our service. Uh, it's just like the use basically of like pulling on our heartstrings of being like, oh, I'm connected to this story of this uh, queer um, body challenged uh coming from these obscure circumstances, person overcoming, and now you're just going to throw your organization or your company's tag at the end of it. Um, where it's like, of course, like my heart is involved in what just happened because I'm not a robot. Um, yet just the transaction of it all. Now I'm starting to blabber. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. You're painting the picture, you know, (laughs) that very much that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. I really don't blame you. I don't even know where to start. I feel like y'all heard all my frustrations. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. today, Satan. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We started off this combo very high spirits. Let's, I mean, I want, yeah. I've, I know. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't have to get. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that you started yeah. any, don't, don't start nothing. You can't finish going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that either. It's just like, all right. I don't know. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm thinking about the, um, the, what am I thinking of? The thing you sent me today, the, um, the commercial or the trailer for this documentary or this film. And like, as I, as I was like literally saying, what I was trying to say just a few seconds ago of just realizing like, Hey, like this is the white, the American lie, the white lie, et cetera. There's so much to just our country that is so easily influenced in terms like racism is easily influenced and um, white fragility and all that other stuff is intertwined. And it's like, man, it's so easy to go down that road and lay out everything that you know bothers us or that is apparent within the media and sometimes it's like man and like this is hard for me because it's so easy for me to just get irritated about it and want to learn more and want to do more and make people aware of certain things but it's sometimes it's like okay I'm not gonna let them get to me today you know what I mean like I don't know if I want to cross that over like I don't know but it's hard and I think just being a person of color it's like you have to make that decision daily you know what I mean and it's unfortunate that it's like you know what you know, not today, white devil. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I want to laugh about turtles and dogs and stuff, but I'm going to be all right. You know what I mean? Like, and it's so hard not to want to continue and to, oh man. And even now on it, all right, whatever, let's just take it there. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yesterday there's this thing been going, this, this, it's been circulating of basically cultural appropriation. And I've shared it multiple times about this company who's wearing mocks, moxins, beaded moxins in their ad. Um, actually, let me bring up their name. What is it? AVA. Hold on. 
I'm going to bring it up. But anyway, they basically are putting fully beaded mocks on their white models to advertise for what their glasses or something. Um, And so it's been kind of breaking the indigenous internet of the, um, of what they're doing and just basically culturally appropriating our culture by wearing our regalia in their, in their ads. So it's called aviator nation. That's what they're called. So everybody who's listening to us, go to Instagram at aviator nation, and you'll be able to see all these white people in their ads wearing mocks, which is a, and it's a sunglass company or sweatpants company, whatever they're promoting, but obviously they're not selling moxins. And so a lot of these native pages have been saying, Hey, cultural appropriation, including my own saying, Hey, this isn't, this isn't right. You know? And so I reached out, signed their little petition, uh, on one of these native organizations and it has you, it like sends an email for you to the, the owner of the company. And so I received a email back and I'm like, okay. And so it's this long explanation, which is just BS. Like, Hey, I bought, we, uh, we understand your frustrations and in no way are we engaging in cultural appropriation. And we'd love to have an open discussion with you because all of the moxins that our owner has gotten and has included in these ads are from native artists. Um, and we received their approval at Santa Fe Indian market. Um, once we bought them, everything's been paid for and blah, 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 blah. blah. So, and and everybody's just like, we're not having it. You know what I mean? We don't care. So they sent the same response to everybody I later found out. Cause I was about to be like, yeah, here's my phone number. This is my address. Let's go. Like, <laughs> you want to open Ready. a session? Let's, you know, sure. Let's jump on a call, put you on my schedule. But then I realized they sent this out to everybody. So I'm like, are they really even going to respond to me anyway? Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt to try, but, yeah. um, and it's just like ugh, cultural appropriation is such a broad topic. And the fact that like everything that any person of color does has to be taken and capitalized on and we don't receive credit in any shape or form. Now we can have a whole entire that's just an ongoing conversation and documentary yeah. and Bible <laughs> written yeah. about cultural appropriation and then some. You right. know, part it's, one, it's two, it's three, whole and four. <laughs> chunk of the Dewey Decimal System. If if and, it were to be put in the library, like it's everywhere, and that's what I'm saying. It's like through all of what I just said, it's just like, man, it's, it's everywhere. Racism is everywhere. And it's hard to block it out. Even if we want to sometimes, you know, I'm mean? even like I was saying, and kind of tying it all together now, like starting off of the, with the show to where, you know, we're happy, we're making jokes, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it's hard to do that sometimes when you make a reference and you realize how much there's racism into it or culture appropriation yeah. into it. And it's, I guess that's a part of our frustrations too. So I'm also, I guess, just saying it for our listeners as well, and especially our white listeners, that this is just something we have to deal with. Like, and a lot of times, even though we have like inside jokes or whatever, doesn't make it right either about, you know, what the topic is or what, whatever is, but it's just hard to go through conversations and trying to do certain things. That radical side of you just wants to come out once you hit a certain, cause like we were talking about what the sandlot. And then all of a sudden we flipped that. I was like, that's why I was like, pull the trigger, Kelly. You're going to flip that switch. I'm going to go into this conversation. Because it's like, it's in everything. And that's when I say, when I'm sick of America, this is what I'm saying. It's because everything really is just so irritating right now. Like we can't just have a fun conversation without me getting 
irritated about, you know, the way the world operates. And Kellen's laughing, but he's laugh crying. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's my pain. But, um, right. I don't even know like how I got here. left to do other than laugh. But yeah. You got so, yeah. through passion and, and, and know-how. You're, you're doing it. But yeah, so anyway, and I think just gonna just speaking on that that brand and what they're doing, oh, yeah. whether the artist gave you permission or not, that's not yeah. the issue because you are still capitalizing. Why put it into your photos along with your product? That's still capitalization. You're still trying to make money, attempting to make money off of that ad, hoping that your product sells. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's still capitalization. It's still cultural appropriation. Now, do I agree with that artist? Personally, no, I don't. Me as a bead worker, I don't I don't sell regalia if you are not, you know, native realistically, because obviously what are you what are you gonna do with it? You know what I mean? And if you are gonna get it, then it's like cool if you respect it as an art, you know, a sacred art that you feel honored to have, you don't put those in ads. And if you are putting those in ads, then it's okay. Let me write an excerpt on the artist. Let me write an excerpt on the tribe. You know I mean? There's certain ways to go about certain things, but regalia is really tiptoeing over the line. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Um, but yeah. And if I was, I guess, approached with that situation and that's the thing, and that's why money is such, you know, the root of a lot of evils. And so, um, it can be finance hard being books, an artist. Those finance yeah. books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's that one phrase they tell you. Yeah. They're like, be careful now. <laughs> no, seriously. And so it can make or break your life. But then realistically, it's like people obviously are, there are artists. There is a side of the spectrum to where there are starving artists. There is the other side of the spectrum to where the artists are doing, like there's different classes of artists just as there is as anything else. And even if you're doing great money's money, but I think that's where you can't let it control you. And that's when you can't really have, you can't really be a slave to the money in that sense to where if somebody is offering you something for, for something that you know is sacred, like, you know, regalia, you know, that's where, unfortunately, you know, for me personally, I would say, no, I'm sorry. I don't care how much you're offering me. Um, but I don't feel comfortable selling to you. You know what I mean? Like I appreciate it, you know, and I, I love that you respect it. But at the same time, you can't really hold that on the artist either, I guess, because you don't know what that person's going to do with it. You know, they can easily lie to your face and say, you know, I love these moxies. I just, I really do appreciate you. I just want to own one own a pair and I just respect the craft and the art and the history that associated with that you know but then they could say that to you and then turn around and do exactly what they're doing now you know what I mean and not not using it in the way that they should be so I don't know I guess what's your opinion on all of it have you seen seen some of that yeah yeah I mean I I have for sure and again I I'm I'm right there with you because uh you don't know what a person is going to do with any of your beadwork after you're done. You know, they could turn around and they could flip it. They could put it exactly. in an auction and sell it for whatever they want or, you know, all these other things. So yeah, it's even hard to be like, or I guess with that whole claim of like, we got the artist permission to do these things. And it's like, it's the same thing as like the people who did the Rose Parade down in California and they were like claiming to be Nest Purse. Yet they're like a group of white people who were like fans of native cosplay. Um, and so they made all their own stuff and they registered and literally paraded as quote unquote Nest Purse people. And they were like, oh, we got permission from one obscure name of this one person who wasn't associated with the tribe via this one email. And they said that we could do this and it would be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where it's just like, 
uh, people run with these stories and they try to give you this narrative of like, oh, I got the permission of the root source. Therefore, any and all things that I do from this point on are permissible where it's not because it's like, yeah, even if you were to have purchased these three pair of moccasins that are on three people in your ads, and yes, you did pay an artist handsomely for them, and they are a part of your personal collection as you're talking about in your press releases or, you know, these emails that you're talking about or even what they posted mm -hmm. on their social media. Uh, it's like, well, sure, that can be all great. However, understanding your use of these items is where the problem ensues. You're putting these uh, moccasins, these fully beaded moccasins on your models in your jumpsuits, in your whatever, whatever their products are that they make, their sunglasses and their clothing, whatever. And they're pairing it off, they're styling it with these things. And then they're using that for advertisement. Uh, whereas like, yeah, if it wasn't your personal collection, cool, you know, um, and even if you were to wear these moccasins on the shoot and not really have them be a part of the visual representation, then maybe, you know, like, yeah, that's fine too. Like, yeah, all the, all of them were wearing your personal moccasins around that you paid for boom, easy days. Yet, um, you have to admit that like, oh, now I'm putting these in for a, a sense of authenticity, um, because they go for this Western rustic look. And it's also evidenced by the fact that if you just scroll down two more times in their Instagram, that they literally have a pop-up shop where they put up a teepee in order mm -hmm. to sell their stuff. And she she has videos and images of her and her teepee. Uh, and it has all its paintings on the outside. And she, uh, I saw one of her posts where she was like, oh, I'm putting up the teepee and so-and-so. Um, we're ready to sell these things. So it's not about you acquiring, it's not about you honoring these artists and paying them well and acquiring art pieces for your own personal collection. No, you're building into this aesthetic that you're profiting off of. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's where I find it very problematic. So it's not just, oh, I paid for these moccasins, therefore it's right for me, or it, it's my entire right to be able to wear them wherever I want and present them in the ways. You're using them as a tool to draw in people uh, in order to, garner more sales in order to whatever even the the fact that it's being talked about and shared in the negative sense you know all press is good press the whole kardashian jenner and you know even before them uh mindset any press is good press you know uh so they know what the fuck they're doing uh and it's just like it's infuri infuriating that uh that people you know they try to act as if they focus on one portion of it being like, hey, we talked to this artist, we got their permission and we paid for it, um, dismisses all of the cultural impacts and the negative um, impacts that they have on a grander scale by using these things in these certain ways. Um, so yeah, that's that's where it's like, it gets problematic for me. Um, yeah. And yeah, the attachment on that, my agree. bad, sorry. Oh no, God, I just, I completely agree. Yeah. And the attachment on that, and, and you see it in, in Instagram, especially in, on Facebook too, is like these native hype uh, accounts where it's like uh, indigenous pride and native pride 101 and whatever. And you go through and it's a bunch of untagged photos of people. And I, oftentimes I see my family in there. I've seen actual photos that I've posted in there. Um, and people are using, they're, they're taking our photos and they're making these Instagram uh, pages, Facebook pages, 
Uh, and mm-hmm. the link in their bio um, is always attached to a shop where then it's like, you know, Homeland Security and it's showing like four chiefs rather than, you know, four American people or, or you know what I mean. Uh, it just shows like all the like basically like cookie cutter, this is what uh, example of Native ride mixed with like motorcycle aesthetics would look like um and it's all these for-profit businesses that have nothing to do with native peoples you know they're using our faces and our our literal images um to mass these like amass these huge followings because if you look they oftentimes have very huge followings and then if you just do the one thing click on their one link in their bio it's always to a shop um and so yeah that's that's it's it's really fucked up basically that like our our likelihood literally our faces are always just used for profit and so then it extends into something like our beadwork our artwork where it's like yeah girl maybe things are on the good and even with how you acquired these things yet the use of them mm-mm. yeah that's where it kind of becomes the problem is the use. Okay. How are you using using them? Are these proceeds going towards that tribe? Whatever. I mean, there's, there's multiple things you can take in consideration, you know, yeah. you don't have to necessarily pay a tribe. Is it appreciated? Of course, like reparations, but there's a lot of fine yeah. details to all of that. But realistically it comes down to modern colonial, modern colonialism. Like that's exactly what it is. You're taking our culture, you're using it to make more money for yourselves. It's not going back into these communities. It's not going towards the greater good. Like native American people, what people need to understand is we are a sacred culture. You know, we, that's just, that's just what it is. And I think that when it comes to money and capitalism and colonialism, that's, that's a really big conversation for us as people and how it's being done. And if it's being done respectfully, you know, cause we, cause we are, I mean, just as any culture, realistically, any tribe, any group of people, you know, what they do, how they do it, the way they honor it. It's a very sacred, sacred thing. And if a native artist is giving you their work and, you know, you are appreciating it, I think it's up to you. No, you are um, buying it. I think it's very important for you to understand how to appreciate it as well. Maybe talk to the artist. Hey, what is the, uh, this is what I would like to do. Is this okay? Is this not okay? What is acceptable? What's not acceptable? I think it's okay to ask the artist those questions. I get, I'm sure you get those questions too. In your inbox, I get those questions to where I really do appreciate some people. Hey, is it okay if I buy your work or is it okay? Like I have no problem, even though they might be seem tedious, I rather you ask than not ask. And then, then I see, you know, I don't want to see my work popped up in, you know, the way hers is or anything like that. But, um, when I mean, when it comes to my personal stuff, like obviously my personal beadwork, like with medallions or the hats or the bags, like all of that stuff's just more so fashion, I think in a sense, I think for me, I draw the line, not regalia. And that's kind of when I become really picky of who I sell to um, and depending on what they're going to do to it. Um, but yeah, so that's just kind of my personal viewpoint. And I feel like I probably still have a lot of things to learn as well, but I think I can't just sit here and point the finger and point the finger. It's ever since, you know, white people came to this country, this is what they've been doing. So at some point it becomes us to uh, up to us to understand and to learn, to do the research, to understand the knowledge of, of business, of money. And 
you know, I, like I said, it's just, it's been something we, they, that we've had to endure since the beginning of time. So how do we as a people become stronger and more knowledgeable? That's when I say you have to learn the system to work the system. You have to understand what you're getting into before you just take somebody's money. It's a whole nother ball game. You know, there's so much more fine print, you know, and it brings us back to the Sephora thing. You know, they didn't know how they were going to be perceived. They didn't know what they're really signing to. You know, is this uh, you want to exploit my culture for your own personal gain on my tribal lands? And what are my people getting out of it? Nothing. You know, I mean, you can get paid thousands of dollars, but that's really not a lot of money with how much you're actually selling out, selling out, selling yourself out, you know, you and your people out in a sense. So uh, it's just it's a lot. It's a hard conversation. I would love to bring somebody else in who's an expert on all this stuff and listen to what they have to say. Because with me, I know when I get like mine behind it, exactly. It's like, and it's very easy to get when you get worked up about something, it's like stuff just spits out of my mouth in terms of like, okay, well, this is, you're trying to paint a picture, but you have all these other points and topics and description. Like you have it all in your head and it just comes out just, kind of mad in a different sense. And I feel like I'm not breaking it down the way I probably could be or should be. And I just really wish somebody would make, have a seminar on white colonialism and then have a part two seminar for all native entrepreneurs and just what to understand and how to understand it. And cause it's the world we live in. It's not, unfortunately it's not going anywhere. That's how America was birthed, you know, without, without this, without people appropriating culture, you wouldn't really have a country. There's monetization in everything, you know, and even though I'm in business and I think that's where some people, I mean, any people of color can really have a bad look on entrepreneurism and capitalism and, you know, business and making money, but this is the world we live in, unfortunately, like everything costs money and you have to learn the game. So why not learn the game and benefit my people and do something positive with it? But it's important to understand the game going into it because if you if you don't stand for something you'll stand for anything and if somebody throws you some money and you don't understand what comes behind it it's it's not good you'll 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 fall a lot quicker than you realize but um anyway we came full circle with this conversation with yeah. today's show with this conversation it's a lot see what you yeah. started kellen <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yet again, don't be, be. uh, I think that was a very, I think it needed to be said anything we say on this show, you know, the, the universe aligns for us. Somebody needs to hear something. So for sure. Uh, also random. I was listening to, uh, old Aaliyah tracks on whatever the playlist that they had. Uh, and I was watching the music videos and it was the, uh, the up jump. Up jumps the boogie uh, song from like, 1990. I can't remember the year. However, uh, it has uh, Timbaland, Magoo, Aaliyah, and Missy on it, and Jenny Wines in the video. Um, however, uh, in Magoo's first verse, um, he says, um, I'm black mixed with Indian. Uh, and that line never stood out to me before. Um, and so then it made me want to like research, uh, this person, uh, and like, see like what his life is all about. Uh, cause then, I don't know, it's just kind of like, it was kind of crazy. Cause I was like, oh, imagine like all this time that I have like heard this song and like been around it. I've never heard that part. 
uh, in my mm-hmm. life. You know, I was like, oh, and here I was my entire life, like having the song basically around. Uh, and there's like a little like black and native shout out in there. Uh, nice. Right. And so it just kind of felt dope. Um, and then, you know, also again, just celebrating all the rest of those artists um, mm-hmm. and how iconic they've been in share shaping in our entire culture. Timbaland, just like behind the boards of so many people on top of his own career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missy, uh, last week I saw is like six times diamond or like her, six albums have gone diamond now. And she's like the first to do that. And, you know, like yeah, all these amazing things. Amazing. Um, who have shaped all these different lives. Uh, so much of our, our movies, our TV, uh, even like just bits of speech come from a lot of these uh, musical geniuses. So anyways, that was kind of one little fun, like, oh, cute moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll send you that. I'll send you the song. Please uh, do. Yeah. Do you usually. I mean, <laughs> Kevin always sends me everything. I'm like, I, I don't, I am not as cultured as I may seem. Just kidding. You know apparently. <laughs> because I don't know a lot of these. AKA you spend less time on the internet about. than I do. Uh, Gosh. That's that says to me. Uh, is really that you are more much. focused on real things Too rather focused. than wasting time on the internet like I do. It's not a waste of time. I need, <laughs> yeah, I need true. to, it's crazy because it's like, I'm not on social media that often. I mean, I am, but it's usually when I am, it's for like business. And then I'll do like a quick scroll or something. But um, I did a thing last week. I was like, you know what? I really need to push. And and I, and we've talked about this, the whole eat, pray, love and traveling things and stuff like that. And so I was like, you know what? I need to push myself to where, you know, I find joy in certain things and just that whole discovery of, you know, what I like to do and just trying new experiences. So I wiped out my whole Instagram and we were talking about this with insecure, like really having to just, you know, when she had that moment of sitting there looking at, you know, and we seen her get all the way to that point to where she was at her apartment. And it's, it was a beautiful scene. Cause it's like, Oh, you worked so hard to get here. And the next scene is she like, all right, it's time to go. And she, you know, she leaves, even though she's like in her prime and the best she's ever been, it was like, okay, I got to let my past go. So that way I can, you know, walk through this door to the future and really be my best self. So I was like, you know what? I need to do that. So I need to go. I And it was kind of hard, like slowly archiving everything. So like, I was like, yeah. you know, what? I got to, you know, I want to push myself to try new experiences. I don't want to rely on past experiences anymore. Like I want to start booking these tickets, which I have done. So I'm not going to speak on them yet. Pay attention to the gram, hopefully. <laughs> oh. um, if COVID don't get in my way. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I'm going to delete all of this. So that way it kind of motivates me. Just get out, enjoy life, discover what you like. And, you know, share your new share your new you in a sense. So that's what I did. I've wiped out everything. Although I did go back like yesterday and I was like, shoot, I look kind of boring. Like, let me at least put a couple like unarchive, like two or three photos of like okay. some good okay. moments until I get some, you know, little, little experience <laughs> under my belt or something. So that's, that's what I did. But I started off strong and then I put a couple photos so I didn't look so boring. Um, I feel it. But yeah. Put your average so back was, up a little bit. Exactly. Just, just a little, just a smidge, you know, I don't want a full <laughs> blank white page. But um, yeah, it was something to really challenge myself and like, Michaela, just get out, go see the world, you know, and Go make some new memories. So that was a thing I did. It probably doesn't seem like a big deal, 
but it was kind of hard to do. I bet. Yeah. But that was my little come on. My little empowerment moment I did for myself. <laughs> yes. So, Social media cleanse. Or yeah, I guess I like a timeline pictures. cleanse. What would you even call that? Mm. I don't know. But it was a cleanse. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, as you like discover, you're like, I don't know. I'm in that place now. It's where it's like, I really am just enjoying. Okay. What do you, Michaela, what do you like to do? You know? And so it's like, yeah, you really have to let go of everything you thought you were. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know myself back then and I'm ready to look forward to the future. You know, I feel great. So it takes your old life for your new one. And I want to head in the right direction. It also makes me focused um, on just keeping my eye on the goal of what I want to do and what I want to achieve without looking back. So not to get all deep about Instagram posts but, or Instagram <laughs> like, and why this one little thing was a big thing for me. But um, but just in, in just talking in terms of where I, my mindset is now yeah. mentally and internally, you know. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. I don't like, I don't know. I like to be optimistic. So like, yes. I like to speak things into existence. So by me speaking on it, as opposed to like, well, I don't know what's going to happen yet. Like, I don't, I don't like to have that mentality anymore to where I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I want you to know, so you can hold me to it. Like, okay, Michaela, you're in a funk today. <laughs> Get up. I want to see an Instagram post or something like yes. that. So I'm trying to speak this into existence. So we'll see. If my if my Instagram profile goes back and you see all these pictures for the last five years, you're gonna say, Michaela, get out of bed. <laughs> you gotta get up, get out, and get something. <laughs> yeah. The days of your life pass by. Just Ew, better get there's up, a get reference. Out, get some. Yeah. I had one today. <laughs> so, so wow. hopefully that encourages somebody, like, hey, if you need a sign. This is your sign to go out, get live your life, go do something you've been wanting to do. Check something off of your bucket list. Don't rely on the happiness you had. It's all about the happiness that's forthcoming. Run towards it. Come on, run towards Mic it. Drop. Yes. <laughs> Just swat your mic over. Do it. No plane. Let's no not, plane. because then I gotta buy. Are you paying for it? Right. Like? Exactly. <laughs> I don't got no liability on this mic. I never right. buy the I don't ever buy the little warranty <laughs> that they promote. Oh my gosh. I know. Talk about that scam. Whenever they pull that at the end, be like, oh, do you want to add on for however much? And like, girl, just give me the thing. Like they're trying to get money out of me. Like. I always feel but so like that's sales, right? And so when I went to Staples, yeah. when I worked at Staples, uh-huh. I always felt bad because it's like you got you really I didn't get anything. I just get a little praise, like, oh, you uh, sold a warranty today. But like it's still motive, like me, it's gonna motivate me. Like, I want that shout out from my manager. You know, I want my name on the board for selling four warranties this week in the last two days or whatever. So and yeah. it really doesn't, it's not like I was getting a pay raise. And so <laughs> But this, as a competitor uh, that I am, I like felt bad selling these warranties to people because 95% of the time, and this is just for everybody else, for your own, for your own knowledge, they already come inside, with warranties. Inside. So like, <laughs> a lot of the things you buy when you get to the counter or when somebody's on the phone or somebody's selling you something and they say, Hey, would you like a two-year warranty for $49.99 or whatever, how much they're offering you? If you look at the fine print on your package, it says it comes with like a two-year warranty. And yet someone just sold you like a one-year warranty. And so 
no one hardly ever caught it. And so when I would sell one, I felt bad, but I'm like, hey, that's part of the game's business. <laughs> Come on, cold now when I like get something, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want no warranty. I know that thing comes with two, two years warranty already. I just got to call the company directly. And the like the very rare amount of people that caught it, like, hey, doesn't this come with a warranty? Oh, yeah. So this just adds to your warranty. So instead of two years, now you get three years. And most of the time they're like, no. <laughs> right. But it was I'm very rare that people knew that. So people just buy into it. And I honestly, I didn't know that for a while either. I'm just trying to sell it. And then eventually I found out a lot of electronics, the company already offers a warranty just by you buying it. So read the fine print, y'all. Save yeah. you some money. <laughs> I just did you a favor. <laughs> Saved you some money. Right. Come on. Financial but not tips. every company does that, but most companies, they, they, they already come with a warranty. So whatever store is trying to get you there's just it's just more money although like with stuff like that like i don't mind spending extra money if it's like a small business or they try to upsell me on something but like corporations no it's like these small even though it may add to that communities like let's say staples for example that that town like oh it you know the more we sell keeps us in business or whatever, like that doesn't help the person selling it to me. It doesn't help, you know, that person's manager. It doesn't help the people directly in that store. But if you go to a small business, yeah, when you pay a little bit extra or you, you know, they upsell you on something that literally helps the families in that, that store, that restaurant, that whatever. So I don't know where I, how I got here, but (laughs) (laughs) talking about warranties, we probably have like zero (laughs) listeners now. Nobody wants to hear about that stuff. Anyway, I'm, I'm done talking about warranties. (laughs) You're out here killing it, building up your, your building. uh, What's that? Not building your business skills, being able to sell stuff that's profited for, you know, it's turned around helping you out. Um, Yeah. I'm with you on all of that uh and random yeah also like we've been very random so that's very (laughs) that's very on point you don't have to announce it anymore you can just come out and say whatever because that whole show has been going like that (laughs) actually i'm just i'm i'm just gonna bite it i'm i'm gonna save it uh no say you have to say it now you always okay okay my bad okay uh i was gonna say uh also like get into tipping your artists uh that's a little extra for that one thank you <laughs> well i'm like basically you know normalized tipping our artists like people go in and get tattoos and they always tip like you know it's a service you everything you tip. tattoos hair you know? nails all of it. hair nails exactly food like these things um yeah with artists and especially those of us like making stuff by hand it's like so exact, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is all the money you get. Um, and this is going to cover yep. the cost, the labor, the shipping, that's it. Um, yep. And like not to like tell other people what to do. However, in sharing my experience, it finally was like a big light bulb moment to me. Like, why am I not tipping people? Um, and like, I guess it did kind of happen before where it's like, oh, keep the change. You know, it's like, oh, it's a $15 thing. I give you a 20, whatever, keep the change. Yet mm-hmm. now it's like an active process where it's like, uh, getting some Levi Blackwolf uh, earrings or something where you're like, yes, oh, you great put, artists. you know, like you put some time, effort and expertise and love into this thing, you know, like mm-hmm. not only um, is it good to compensate you for the materials in your work, yeah, also just to even give you that extra gift um, that I would uh, 
many other services. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, basically that was the point is just uh, get into that habit. Yes. It's, I hardly, it's rare. I get a tip, but I've gotten, you know, I can count on one hand <laughs> throughout the whole duration <laughs> of my beadwork career that I received tip and it's like, Oh, okay. Like it's Come unexpected, on. but it's not normalized. And mm. so, and I think what people have to realize is like, when you go to a restaurant, when you go to wherever you go to tattoo shop, I mean, they're artists in their own right. But when you're dealing with the, like an artist, who is, you know, really creating something for you. And I think especially custom orders. Like if you're yeah. literally, if you're making something cater to their, their own interests, that's when you definitely tip. It's different when you're buying something retail. Like if I have something on my site, whatever. But if they're catering to you and your likes and what you want, putting every part of what you want into it. And even if not, if you're like, hey, it's up to you, I trust you. doesn't matter. It's for you. I think tipping is definitely beneficial because if you think about it, you know, not only are you paying for our time, of course, I mean, that's a given, but like when I think about Levi, he cuts those conch shells himself. He has to go find those conch shells himself. You know, that's gas, that's labor. And then on top of that, like just talking about, about any artist, even bead, especially bead workers, it's like, okay, you have to understand like what we're putting our body through. And it's not that it's their fault. Don't get me wrong. But when you are considering tipping understand what we're really kind of enduring to to create your creation you know to create your product or your item there's a lot that goes into it serving i love serving serving was cool but like this is a lot more wear and tear on my body than serving was for sure you know my feet would hurt but it was because i had right. three or four jobs but still and i mean that's a whole art in itself not gonna oh, lie because there's a lot a to that but like yeah. when it comes to an artist you know what we create, it takes a lot of our mental capacity too, because we want to make sure it's right. You know, like, you know, if you're paying an artist, a good artist, they're not going to brush over the little things, you know, or the bit like we literally put everything and we think about what we're doing before we do it. Literally, literally for beadwork, each bead is carefully placed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know how to describe it, but this is why you're tipping. And this is why it all it's all going, all of that goes into your work, especially if they're catering it to you specifically, you know, this is just saying, I appreciate you period. <laughs> so, yes. you know, yes. and then we're not saying, Hey, you paid something, you paid $50 for something and you, you got to tip me 25. No, even if it's just a few bucks here or there, or, you know, if it is a big item, then yeah, you might have to drop, you know, few digits, you know, that would be nice, but, um, they're not saying it's required, but it's definitely appreciated and just makes us have a lot more appreciation for you as well, because you understand, it shows that you understand a lot of the things that we go through, um, with just perfecting this piece. And I know for me, sometimes I start over like, no, I want this to be perfect. This is what something they want, you know, and I'll scratch the whole idea and that's what you're paying for. You know, that's an artist, you know, so now I'm rambling, but that's what, <laughs> that's, what's all going. Res put some respect on my name. What did Erica, yes. why do you say? I'm an artist. I'm sensitive about my shit. Like that's exactly, yes. that's exactly how it, like that is the most related, relatable lyric of my life. Like of life, it yes. really is. And I think anybody talking to me when I talk about my work, even my dad said that, Oh, we got a fourth guest. 
Right. <laughs> coming to the door a little late, but <laughs> seriously, I was like, CP not this CP right? This Mr. Rogers cameo with the doorbell. I know. Like, Excuse me. Three's company. <laughs> Come and knock on my door. Ew. I've been waiting Wait for you. you. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we needed that. I was getting a little too serious about this art thing, art chipping thing. But yes. uh, yeah. well, we started the conversation at least because it's not normalized now. Um, and it's so not. if you haven't heard it, now you've heard it here first. And know, let's hope you know. to keep hearing this stuff. Yes. Yes, hopefully. I mean, I really don't think about it as much as I do, but it's like how you can't sit here. You know, you don't it's not common and it's nice when people do. So it's not something yeah. that we expect you guys to know, but it's definitely, like I said, appreciated. When yeah. Well, it popped into my head because you were tip. talking about how you were like selling those extra warranties for whatever corporation and it wasn't even showing up in your paycheck. Right. So it's mm -hmm. like people are down to throw down extra money. And then, yeah, thinking about like the server mind for me, like uh, there'd be times where it's like, oh, we only have so many of these stakes left. Uh, whichever server on the shift can sell three stakes and you'll get like an extra whatever in your check or whatever. Like, I remember that where it's like, okay, then it would it would get all of us active where we'd be like, okay, now we want to get this add on um, yeah, yeah. on people, right? As a salesperson. Uh, so it's like, there's capacity for it. Uh, um, and so, yeah, and then this made me thinking or made me think like, yeah, people are willing to pay extra for things or pay on top of what they're already paying. And so then it was mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, which reminds me um, yeah. <laughs> for all of us uh, artists out here. Uh, and for those of you who are paying artists. Um, Keep doing yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally called a gratuity. That means showing gratitude. Oh, um, yes. Yes. You better pull out so the root we'll word and everything. Hopefully I get some tips after this. <laughs> 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 I think anything that causes stress kind of deserves a tip. <laughs> Our mental health is being at stake here. Thanks to you. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I, that. I retract that statement. Take that off the record. I'm just uh, saying. Thanks to a lot of it, things. It can, be, it can be stressful, but um, like I said, I probably would only... You know, when it comes to custom orders, that's where I definitely feel like, you know, it, it would be nice. But um, otherwise, like with shipping and stuff like that, I realize just put all that in your price. You don't got to break oh, yeah, it down for it, people yeah. like because I used to do that it. when I first started beating, like when people started asking me for stuff like medallions. So I'm like, man, it takes longer for me to do ropes as opposed to just grabbing some like beads and just doing a necklace bead. So I used to break it all down. Hey, do you want this edging? Do you want this kind of necklace? It'll be cheaper if you just do necklace beads. And I'm like, you know what? No, like I'm just going to do a flat rate. And you guys will get, cause most people wanted a beaded rope, but since you offered that something cheaper, like, Hey, it's a little bit, you know, more of a discount to do necklace beads. They always went cheaper. And I'm like, that's not putting out my, you know, my best work. So I'm just going to raise my price and include the beaded rope price, include the shipping. Boom. So now I have set prices for everything, for everything. Like, Hey, I was wondering, do you take orders on this? Boom. This is what I'm, this is what I charge. Here's my payment link. If you're serious, You'll, you know, then I'll get that note payment notification. Then we'll talk further details. Cause I've had people give me all everything they want. We, I get there, you know, everything customized. Okay. What's the size of your head? All right. What color beads oh. do you want? Oh, well, I was thinking these beads. Oh, cool. Cool. This is what I found online. Oh, well, what about these? Get the whole thing customized. All right. Give them my price. All right. I'll, I'll get back with you in a couple of days. I just spent an hour speaking to you about this project and it just goes ghost. You know what I mean? So I tell people right up front, 
As soon as I get this payment, we'll talk further details because your girl is booked. You know, right. so if you're serious and only speaking the truth. Yeah. And you it's know, true. And it's like, don't waste the artist's time. Like, <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, so that's just my process. Um, but yeah. Boom. So yeah, now y'all know, go and check it out. Beadwork by Michaela on Instagram, on Facebook. There is the you don't gotta do all that. (laughs) (laughs) It's about you today. It's about you today. Oh, that's right. Well, it's about to be on. Uh here to be live. Yeah. Live, Live, baby. baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I want you guys to go through the episode (laughs) and send me there's send me the footage of every time or every time you hear Kellen say, Yeah, I I will give you a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you a cash app, Venmo. Actually, I won't, but still, it's so I love when he says it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real deep blackberry white. Yeah. Oh, screaming. I can only imagine what a compilation of that would sound like, just all chopped up back to back to back. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be an L in the middle of each of those. And then yeah. randomly. Yeah, we need to get a compilation of all of our sound effects. We might hire somebody to do that. We don't got no money over here, but once we get some, we might have to hire somebody to do that. Or even just like bloopers. Gosh, Lord, you guys don't want to hear our bloopers. <laughs> once, once, Kellen does all the editing, you know, and I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't get to listening to every single episode we put out. I don't run all of them back. So I don't know what he has done to me out there. Like, Because there's plenty of times I'm like, Kellen, cut that out. And then, you know, I don't really know. I, I, I don't really know. You know, if it's meant to be, it's it will be. But um, it would be cool to do a little blooper reel um, but I don't know if I'd want everybody hearing that because once right. we cut off off the show, once well, he, that's the thing. once we hit stop record, that's when the real discussion. That's, that's when the real conversation. It's probably happen. you guys think we probably talk a lot for two hours. That's kind of a long podcast, but you right. don't even know. Me and Kellen will talk for an extra hour before that, and like an extra fifteen minutes before the show. So you know that's when it gets real. But we don't want you to know too much about us yet. You, you know we want to hold on to whatever listeners we have right now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you mentioned that bloopers part, I was like, honestly, if we just took five minutes after we hit cut of every yeah. episode, that would be enough. Because trust me, like hitting off uh, of the cut point and in, in the editing. And then like, sometimes I'll listen to what we talk about afterwards. Sometimes I don't because I know like we just lived it. Right. So I'm like, oh, I don't need to relive that. Yeah. If mm-hmm. it's been like a few days, I'll go back and I'll listen. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're all... like our interviews even. It's like always right after we hit cut that it's like. The good stuff yep. comes in. Good stuff kind of comes out. <laughs> ah, so Yikes. good. Well, so good. you guys are so getting good. good quality stuff here. Uh, and just know that the good stuff that we receive on the other end just helps replenish our souls so that we can keep showing up and keep showing out and keep sharing with all of you. We're trying. Make sure to throw out, throw some comments our way. We love to see. And even though we may not respond immediately or whatever, if you DM us personally, you know, text us or whatever, email MySpace. I mean, just comment on what you think about the show. Um, let us know how you feel. If there's something you want us to talk about, we just want to make sure you guys are, you know, we want to be able to address some of the things that you actually want to hear. Because when me and Kellen sit down, 
we can have this whole agenda sitting next to us. Like, okay, we're going to talk about this, this, and this. And we don't even touch the surface of what we thought we were going to talk about. So it's just kind of natural conversation. It is natural conversation. So we want to be able to include some of the things you guys actually want to hear um, and, you know, get our thoughts out there and be able to, we just want to know what you guys are, what you guys are thinking. We definitely have gotten a lot of good a lot of good feedback, great feedback, but you know, we would, we want to, we want to see some more and see what you guys are thinking and see what you guys want us to talk about. Cause we will be more than happy to address whatever you guys have good and bad. Let's <laughs> just put it that way. <laughs> what did Bernie Mac say? I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. <laughs> we, we take the trolls too. Trust me. We will <laughs> There it is. Heard it here first. Somebody's gonna be up in the comments. Well, I heard that she said that he said that he didn't like what you said on this episode. (laughs) Okay, right. You have too much time. Nay. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So maybe I'll just disengage. No chicken. Oh my gosh! As I literally look down at my um uh whatever you call it, what's this (laughs) Nesper's dictionary? Um, Polizenach. You should get away. Ooh, let's put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> or you should vanish. <laughs> back up, back up. Mind your all just mind your business. <laughs> you remember that episode of Fresh Friends? <laughs> yes. I didn't get it the first time you oh, talked about man. it. I got it this time. Now though. you got it. How do yes. you say it? Uh, uh, Polizenich. Polizenich. Yeah, we're going to put that on. We're gonna... Nuch? Polizenich. Polizenich. So nuch rather than nich. P A A L A with the accent Y C A N glottal A hard X. Polite to nuch. You should vanish. Get away. He said it. Polite to nuch. Not with it. Yeah, I wouldn't say nich. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, nuch. I like that. Oh. You know, see, this is what I'm saying. Sometimes I wish I didn't have such a business mind because I'm like, I need to get COVID working in here somewhere. Put these on some stickers, put it on my mask. Like, six you feet. How do I say six feet? Get away. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so good. Anyway, yes, I guess that's the word of the day. We're telling right. you guys to, to come closer, but yeah, that's our word. <laughs> and at the exact same time, hot lights enough. Uh, love it. To all the haters, that's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. I love all the it. the haters out there. Yes. And coach, we don't got no heck new at the rest. We'll see. We'll yes. See the ones that, that, that love uh, to come around and share some time with us. See you next episode. <laughs> we want to thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shout-outs to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod, and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotz kiyapi See you next time.